Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Chef Special on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I am your host, Patrick Honeywell. And on today's podcast, my special guest is Chef Rick Boofer. Our topic? The omelet. French, American, Spanish, and Italian. Yes, omelets. So here we go. All right, Rick Buford, here we are again. And I, I had a, a, there's a very good reason to have you here today, and it's going to be all about omelets. How are you? By I the am way? fantastic, thank you. I'm looking forward to today, and today's discussion is kind of a fun one for me because it brings back a lot of memories. Hey, talking of memories, I mean, I'll never forget, many years ago, we've been friends forever, and we, we had gone out one night. And we were stopping by, I think, to get something to eat at Jack in the Box. I was, uh, we were both really hungry. We got in line and, and you said, hey, you don't want to really eat that right now. Let me make an omelet for you. We were like 19 years old. And so I said, yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. So we went home and you did an omelet. It was the first time I was taught or seen an omelet made. And it was, it was amazing. And I'm sure that over the years, you're... Uh, your uh, uh, skills have really developed an omelet. It's not just because, of course, you do a lot of different foods, but why don't you walk us through a little bit of your history with uh, omelets? Well, omelet making is kind of like one of the classic French things that uh, a lot of chefs in the world, uh, especially in a French restaurant, if you're going to go apply for a job, uh, if they're going to ask you to do something specific, you're either going to learn, uh, show them how you know how to use a knife or you're going to make an omelet for them. And there's a lot of chefs like uh, Wolfgang Pock or Jacques Pepin who will say, you know, if I was going to give somebody one thing to do in the kitchen to see what their skills were, I'd have them make an omelet. Because with an omelet, the ingredients themselves are not that important as much as the technique. Hmm. And some will say it's 10% ingredients and 90% technique. And you know, you've got to have the right pan that isn't going to stick. And there's, and there's a French way to do it. There's an American way to do it where all the diners do it. And, it, and it's different. Hmm. The outcome is, is usually pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Most French ones do not stuff with much if they stuff with cheese or something like that, put some chives in there or something. But it's usually very pretty simple hmm. where Americans will, I mean, we'll stuff it with all kinds of stuff. Definitely. That's, that's for sure. So I, I know that, uh, I, I believe you made a chili cheese omelet for me. <laughs> chili cheese. I think, what? Chili cheese. Back then, I'm not sure if you opened a can for that chili. I know that we had gone to, what's it, Charlie's Chili? Charlie's Chili. Then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. there's a number of restaurants where... You know, I, I call the chili cheese omelet either hangover food or still while you're drinking food. And so it was usually a late night thing that we did late at night yep. or the next morning when we weren't feeling quite up to snuff. Gotcha. And so thank God those days are over, but we still enjoy making the omelets and enjoying the flavors of them. Yeah, and even if you did a chili cheese omelet you'd probably these days it's so different because your your cooking prowess is amazing you probably do this killer uh chili and yeah, then we start w- from scratch with the chili yeah mm-hmm. and that would make make it go way up but that might not be your omelet of choice right now but in the united states i mean when you go out to a restaurant and you look at omelets there's denver om- omelet i believe there's there's just a cheese omelet there's you know a variety of different omelets what, do, what would you say is the most popular uh, omelet in the u.s Nowadays, I don't know. First of all, I don't go out to diners much anymore. I mean, I used to when I was younger, but I just, most of the stuff that is done at a diner, I can do myself, and I just like cooking at home. So, you know, burgers and fries and omelets and things like that, I do at home. Eggs and bacon and stuff like that, I do at home. 
Um, I'm, I'm more impressed by some of the uh, European things. Uh, like uh, Italians don't really do an omelet per se like the French do. They do a frittata. And with those frittatas, they'll take some of the most fantastic ingredients, you know, everything from white truffles and, and sheep's milk pecorino cheese and, and be just all kinds of fantastic stuff and blend these things together. But with a frittata, you're, you're basically putting the ingredients into the eggs themselves hmm. and cooking it all at one time. Okay. With a French omelet, you're cooking the egg, butter, mixture separate, and then you're stuffing it with something else and folding it on top so it's it's more it looks more like a, a tortilla or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. made with egg, and that's the style I believe that you first showed me. Another yes. another one that's interesting, yeah, the frittata is pretty popular here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious about Spanish omelet, so I went on uh, to YouTube. Yeah, and there was a guy, a gentleman chef named Omar Ali Boy. He did a great job. Oh yeah, uh, on his was was beautiful yeah. his Spanish uh, omelet. So yeah, so it's interesting. Um, in that case, it's it's potatoes. Uh, well, it's it's basically a potato, uh, garlic and potato mm-hmm. uh, frittata. Yeah. Uh, but they call it a tortilla. Uh-huh. And uh, it's one of the things that we did at the restaurant as a tapa, but it was not on the menu. You gotcha. had to special order it because we like to do it fresh for people. We didn't want it sitting around. Although it is good cold. You know, you can, you can cook it up ahead of time and, and eat it cold. And it's really great that way. Take it on picnics and things like that. It's really fun. But it's a very simple thing to do. It's getting the seasoning right. That's to me. That's the, the the key to it. Got you. Got you. So when I'm home and I'm making an omelet, Rick, I'll, you know, I'll get a couple of eggs, crack the eggs, and and I usually I'm thinking, okay, I'll add a little bit of milk or a touch of cream uh-huh. um, to it. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe maybe it was Gordon Ramsay. I watched him do one once, and he didn't use any any dairy or whatever. What do you what? How many variations are there to the to the basic egg mixture before you turn it into an omelet? Well, there's quite a few. Uh, for example, the, the the classic, you know, and, and please, you have to take this with a grain of salt because it depends on who you're talking to. But the classic for an omelet is simply three eggs and about two tablespoons of butter and maybe a teaspoon of water, salt and pepper. That's ah, it. Got you. Okay. Whip it all together. And the reason why we put water in there is, is, is just to fluff it up just a touch. Got you. Okay? okay. So it's just butter, eggs, salt and pepper, and a touch of water. Mix that all together. And, and if you're going to do it American style, you pour it into a pan and you take your spatula and you kind of lift each side and you let the egg get underneath that so that you're never really browning it. Okay. So you keep going around in a circle and take that egg and let it flow under to the pan so that you have a fresh golden color every time. Mm. Now in a French omelet, it's really strange because I'm not an expert at making a French omelet. Mm-hmm. I've seen it do it. I've tried it a couple of times. It's okay. But what you're going to do is you're going to take a fork and you're going to mix it in the pan itself and keep whipping it until it's done. It still gives you that golden egg, and then you're going to let it cool Mm -hmm. while it's still moist on top and fold it over, Mm -hmm. and then most chefs will tell you, take another fold. So you're almost putting it into not quite thirds, but you're you're folding it over by a third and then maybe a quarter. Then when you roll it out of the pan, it Mm -hmm. should just be this perfect golden yellow Lump, yeah, like a that, lump, like too. A, like a burrito. Yeah, it's more like a burrito. But this go and they do, they they don't want you to brown it. I mean, if you brown it, you've gone too far. Yeah. So it's it, you know it's just one of those fun technical things that uh, is is a, an interesting thing to try to master. Well, you yeah. just described uh, Rick a couple things. Uh, I think the first thing that comes to mind is many years ago at the Westin Hotels. Uh, I was working at a Westin, and I looked around the corner, and there was Ted Shibati, the exec- executive <laughs> sous chef, and he had a sheet pan with all these perfect uh, 
omelets lined up exactly how you described them. Perfect light yellow, you know, just, and I thought, what? And I went to Ted and I said, hey, chef, I said, are you, did you, where do you buy a finished omelet that's maybe frozen? You got and, yourself and I, in trouble, didn't you? And I'd be, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be surprised that we would do something like this at the West. And he looked at me, he was kind of laughing and I looked down and he was making another one and uh-huh. then he popped it in the pan. So yeah, the, I mean, he had that French technique down that you described. The, des- the description you gave of you uh, turning the pan and, and, ma- and letting the egg run underneath the egg and go, that's what you taught me. And it works right. every time. Yeah, and it's foolproof. Yep, and it's amazing. I learned how to use a broiler with it too. Yeah, that what? But that's Rick Buford right there. So cool, awesome. So let's talk about when you mix the eggs. Can you overmix? Like, let's say that I put them in a a big bowl, Uh and I get like I can use a fork, yeah, or I can use a A whip, whip, and I can beat those darn things until there's a lot of air, um, or not. Right. What do you recommend? Or what well, do you it just think? depends on the texture you're going for. Okay. You know, it's, just like, it's just like making egg whites. The more you whip it in, mm-hmm. the airier it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that airy characteristic is going to be really good with the dish that you're doing, especially if you're putting a lot of cheese in it and things like that, and some runny vegetables and stuff. You mm-hmm. want that cushiony fluff from the omelet. Sometimes you want it thinner, more like a crepe. You know, it just depends on what, you, what texture you want from your omelet. Have so. you ever seen? You know when you do a chili relleno, uh, chili uh-huh. relleno. Um, I will. I'll take the. I'll separate the eggs, do uh-huh. the egg yolks, and then have the egg whites on the side. I'll whip up the egg yolks a bit so they're creamy. Right. Then whip the egg whites with a different uh, whip so right. you don't get the fat in the egg whites. Exactly. And then when they're light and fluffy but not overmixed, I'll fold it together and then I'll do my chili relleno. So have right. you ever tried an omelet using I, that? I have not, but it sounds like it would be great. Be I interesting. Mean, how, can you, how can you miss? Super, super light. Yeah. Another last uh, uh, memory I have at the Westin again is my friend Jim Cress, and he made us breakfast, and he, he gets a, an omelet pan out in the little bakery area there, and he, he starts the omelet, and he, he the whole time he just kept, he made, made the mix of the egg, and, the, and I believe it was water, but he just kept shuffling the pan, and then the eggs were kind of going back and forth, and they got, they went up on top of each other, got very fluffy, flaky almost, right. it was different, yeah, yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. That's that's similar to the way the French do it. We use it, but they're using a fork. He, gotcha. he was just using the edge of the pan to to whip it up on top of each other. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it was amazing. Thing. If you were to have friends over and you were to make some omelets that you think they would love, would you do an omelet? And have different fillings that people could pick their fillings, or what would you? Well, that would be on? one way to do it. But <clears throat> I think if it was my last day on Earth and I had a f- group of friends oh, over yeah. and we were cel- and we were celebrating, I would hope that I had some leftover cassoulet or some sort of fantastic, mm. uh, you know, casserole dish uh, that I could stuff it with with my favorite kind of cheese, like a goat cheese or something wow. like that, and just have something completely different that, uh, you know, uh, duck confit is one of my favorite things to work with. So if mm-hmm. we just took some duck confit mm-hmm. and some emmethal cheese and something and put that together, and I mean, it's endless what you can, what you can do with it. And, that sounds amazing. You know, you mentioned the cassoulet, and it's what a coincidence because you're teaching a class tonight on cassoulet. I am, yes. And you were telling me what goes in it, and the description reminded me a little bit of a fochuada from Brazil. Yes. Why don't you describe your, while well, I have you here, um, your, your dish that you're going to be showing tonight? Well, cassoulet is, is basically uh, from the southwest of France, and there's three different versions depending on what town you're in. Mm-hmm. They all argue on who has the original one. So you have Carcassonne, you have uh, Castle Denari, and you have Toulouse, and each one of them will say, well, we are the original. Some use lamb, some use garlic sausages, 
Um, most of them like to use one of my favorite ingredients called confit of duck. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, and you cook the beans and everything in duck fat. You use uh, leeks and garlic and onions and celery for the vegetables. And it's just the the more times you cook it, the more times you crisp up the top and turn it over on itself, it, the better it gets. Oh it just gosh. gets richer as time goes on. Wow. So it's just one of those fun dishes. Mm. And uh, in my class, everybody gets their own duck, so they learn how to carve up a duck and take that apart and everything. And so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But uh, again, if you take that bean combination left over from last night and you put it in your omelet the next day, it is just like outrageous. I can imagine that it's developed flavors in the refrigerator overnight and you put that in there like what you, you mentioned with some cheeses of your choice. Right. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Well, it's like, the French com- it's like the French version of a chili cheese omelet. Okay. Yeah. Now you say uh, a casserole. What if you did a, you know, your mom's uh, macaroni and cheese casserole? Does that fit or m- maybe not? In an omelet? Yeah, I guess that would be a, a matter of choice. Yeah. Maybe if you threw some black truffles in there or something. Oh, you might- come on. <laughs> come on, knock it off. You, you might spice it up a bit, you know. <laughs> There's a- your add French some factor. life to it. I'm not I'm not a mac and cheese person, so you yeah, know it's not, not it's not one of my favorite things to do. I do it for kids when when they used to come to the restaurant. We used to do some versions for kids and things like that, but yeah. it's just not my I know it's very popular, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not for our omelet today. Not no, my, not I got luckier omelet, here, yeah. so let's let's continue. So, okay, so if you make in the kitchen an omelet, um, let's say that you want to make one omelet, would you use a standard as an eight or nine inch omelet pan in the kitchen, or what? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And I'm most of what I cook with now are black steel pans. Okay, so they've got to be well seasoned. You got to make sure that you're keeping on top of them and that don't let them. The, the worst thing you can do for a black steel pan is not use it for a while. It's like it's like uh, uh, cast iron. The more you use it, the better it gets, okay? Black steel pan, same thing. So you want to make sure you season it. You got it ready to go. Test your egg. Make sure it's not going to stick, and go for it. If you did one omelet, how many eggs in that? Well, the basic recipe is calls for three eggs. That's, that's a classic three-egg omelet is, is about the um, standard, uh, and, and your seven, eight-inch pan is going to hold that perfectly, and you're going to get a good depth or thickness to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so you whip up your mix up your eggs, mm-hmm. and you've got the pan. How hot is the pan? Well, I usually start mine pretty pretty high, and uh, and turn it down as soon as I've dropped my eggs into it because I want them to first of all retain that non-stick in my black steel pan. Uh, if you're going to use a you know a, a, a commercial non-stick pan, yeah, medium heat is usually pretty pretty good for that. Mm. Uh, you don't want to get it too hot. Um, okay, so you so you you're, you're cooking. You're you're probably going to use that technique you talked about, where you you move uh, lift up a little bit the edge of the omelet, let the uh, egg run underneath, back and forth a little right. bit. Right, especially in a nonstick pan because you've got a coating on there, and if you're going to take a fork, you're you're going to beat up that coating pretty quickly. Mm. So that okay. you, you're going to use that fork more for in your uh, a well seasoned aluminum or black steel pan. Okay, that makes good sense. Now, do do you have the um, Broiler on at the time to get it nice and hot because are you using the broiler technique you, you showed me? Well, usually what I'll use a broiler for is to melt cheese on top. If I'm going to throw some cheese on top of it, then I'll take it, throw it up in the broiler and let the cheese melt. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do everything inside the omelet, mm-hmm. then I'm just, I'm not going to use a broiler. I'm just going to stuff it inside the omelet and, and, and go from there. Sounds uh, good. Frittata, same thing. If you're going to put cheese on it or something like that, or even your tortilla, sometimes they'll want to put some cheese on it and mm-hmm. stick it in the broiler and let it brown a little bit. So you've got your omelet made. I'm just uh, visualizing here because uh, <laughs> we're, we're not on YouTube. So you have this beautiful omelet made, and you put it on the plate. 
uh-huh. and you you have your guests there, and they're oh I can't wait to try this. Do you serve? Do you like to serve something with it, like potatoes or fruit, or what would you serve with it? Here again, it just depends on what you've got in the omelet itself. Uh, I mean, you know, you look at something like a Denver omelet or something like it's got everything in it, so you mm-hmm. really don't need things on the side. Um, if if I was if I was doing a Spanish tortilla, mm-hmm. I'd probably serve some little sausages on the side or Ooh. some sort of little meat uh, thing to go along with it because it is all vegetarian. You know, okay. um, it, for a French omelet that I was actually stuffing, I'd probably make sure that all my stuffing was inside the omelet itself, and so I really didn't need anything on the side. Okay. Now, why don't you tell me, um, how often do you make an omelet? <laughs> Lately, not very often. Okay. Um, I'm, we, we like to have our bacon and eggs every Sunday, yeah. you know, but I don't do omelets very often. Uh, and in fact, when I made one last night, I was really cracking up because I really failed. <laughs> hey, I do that all the time. Don't, don't <laughs> I, steal I, I my thunder. I grounded a little bit, and I'm going, oh, Jacques would kill me, or you know, <laughs> Wolfgang would kill me, or whoever it happens to be that was watching. Uh, but I, I did have fun because it brings back such memories of, of being in the kitchen and cooking omelets and, and things like that. So, I, I, like I say, I have to admit, I don't do them very much anymore. Mm-hmm. I still love them. I mean, mm-hmm. when Diane and I Me sat too. down and ate it last night, we were just going, why don't we do this more often? Yeah. You know? Well, you mentioned that, you just mentioned Wolfgang Pup, Puck. Mm-hmm. Uh, my nephew, Justice Placeris, worked uh, for that, his group for, for, I think, six years. But I'm wondering, a person comes in, they say, okay, I want you to cook something for me so I can it'll help me determine if I want to hire you. Do they still have them cook an omelet? Is that still happening? I can't answer that question. I don't know because mm-hmm. I haven't applied for a job for 40 years now. Oh. <laughs> so I don't Come know. On, I'll help you I look. can only go by what I've heard from <laughs> others and, and others have said, yeah, you know, if, you're, if you go into so-and-so's kitchen, they're going to ask you to make an omelet. So you better know, be sure you know how to make an omelet and do it right. You know, I tell you that one of my favorite scenes in the, the, the movie Hundred um, Foot Journey. I don't oh, know if yeah. you saw that. That, that one, movie. Oh my gosh! When, when she asked him to make an omelet, um, the chef, the young chef, and I was fascinated because it was such a great movie. And then she would decide if she'd hire him based on that omelet, just like right, you say. Right. Well, w- one thing I enjoyed about that movie because it kind of it, it's kind of my own uh, way I like to cook. He was so much into smell, mm-hmm. taste and texture mm. you know it wasn't just putting out a dish to put out a dish it had to really have some serious flavor to it be seasoned properly and the texture be cooked right i mean mm-hmm. it they, so I, as far as i'm concerned they did a really good job of combining the indian mm-hmm. and the french together that was Definitely. just fantastic oh my and you gosh talk about two fabulous cuisines with so much color and so much variety mm-hmm. and so much to look forward to and then you take those things and combine them together i mean you've got endless possibilities it's true it, yeah the cooking techniques from the french side and then the spices from the from the indians and infused together what an interesting right. Right. fusion of flavors and techniques. Amazing. Well, that's what set the Europeans off to uh, explore so much anyway, was because they wanted to find other routes to get to India to bring those spices back to Europe, because that's what gave their food life. Got you. That's that's fascinating. So, Rick, uh, before we go, I had a question. So, if, if I've never made an omelet, and I'm thinking, I'm going to go out and get an omelet pan, are there any omelet pans you should avoid? Well, the only thing I can ever remember that was uh, a problem was the, stef- the Teflon scare that we got you know many many decades ago i think they've kind of ironed all those things out so uh, like i said i don't use nonstick pans myself so i can't really recommend one Mm -hmm. but i i'm sure if you went online and went to youtube or something like that there's plenty of chefs who do use them i mean uh, just like your gentleman that you were talking about uh, omar that Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, spanish chef 
look into what he's using because mm-hmm. I mean his pan looked fabulous when I looked at his yeah, video. Yeah. And so that that would be where I would start. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. So, any other last uh, thoughts for people out there that love have uh, wanted to cook an omelet or haven't made one before? Or maybe they do bacon and eggs on the weekend, like you and I do. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, any tips? Any other tips you'd recommend? Well, with an omelet, practice makes perfect. Mm, makes so the sense. more you do, and the more you get to play with it, the better you're going to get. Mm. Yeah, and and then and then it's a seasoning thing. You know, mm-hmm. what is it that you like? Do you like? To put a dollop of cream in there, would you like to put a little half and half or a little non-fat milk or whatever it is that's going to make that flavor more what you care for? Some mm-hmm. people like to put cayenne pepper in there, Tabasco sauce, lemon juice, I mean, red wine vinegar. You can go on and on and on and add to your mixture mm-hmm. and just keep creating till you get something that you like yourself. Wow, that sounds amazing. So, but before I let you go now, um, you, you mentioned duck, and I think in the last <laughs> one, you, I, I, would you uh, right now promise that you'll come back and do something on duck? I'll love to, yeah. Okay, because yeah. your duck is amazing. Well, you know, with our, with our restaurant, we sold more duck and more lamb than anybody in the county, and it's simply because we took our time to do it, mm-hmm. what I've considered right. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It was amazing. So we'll talk about that next time. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, well Rick, thank you for coming by, and, and this has been a real honor and pleasure to have you here. My pleasure, as always. Thank you. For all of you listening out there, Chef Special is part of the B-Lead Podcast Network. Check it out at bleed.com. And follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Patrick Honeywell. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.